Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people. It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. That's right, we Is are... It? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? That's way better. <laughs> Anyway, we are doing the movie Step Brothers, and we, I'm talking about me and Liz. How are you, Liz? I am marvellous. Pow! As exciting as I was last episode. Pow, pow! Yeah. Uh, I can tell you're excited about doing this one, Liz. I can tell you're excited about doing this one. Because, listeners, Liz sent me her questions, and one of her questions is, why is this movie not funny? Hey, I took that question (laughs) out, okay? We'll talk about this later. Spoiler fucking alert. But yeah, we are. We're doing Step Brothers. Let's tell us about this movie. Tell us about Step Brothers. Okay, so Step Brothers is a movie where the plot is that Brennan and Dale, two middle-aged men who still live with their parents, are forced to stay under the same roof together when Brennan's mother marries Dale's father. Did I just read that? Yes, I did. You will find that the scores that um, I have also found are 6.9 out of 10 from IMDb, 55% from Rotten Tomatoes, and a 7.9 from Metacritic. Who is in this movie, you might ask? Well, I will tell you. It is John C. Riley as Dale Dobak, Will Ferrell as Brennan Huff, Adam Scott as Derek, Mary Steenburgen as Nancy, Andrea Savage as Denise, Catherine Hahn as Ellis, and that is all that is on my screen. So that is all I will tell you. <laughs> That's great. I remember my first Do you require year. any other further information, or is that will that suffice? No. Last time I laughed that hard, I fell off my dinosaur. Cool. I've never had a dinosaur. Oh, you should, dude. They're quite fun. Very kinky. Um, anyway, uh, let's just move on. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film, unless there's only two of us. Then we do 13 that can be applied to any film. We then move through three personal questions each before finishing on a Patreon question. Liz, I already know what your score's going to be and all that sort of shit, but I cannot wait to see... How shit the sandwich tastes. How shitty and shittier it is. Maybe it's going to be like Brennan's meal at the start of the movie, which was just a plate of fucking nachos covered in cheese uh, mixed with blue drink. Who knows? Maybe it's going to taste that shitty. But let's see. What's your sandwich, Liz? Okay, so this is a hyperbole sandwich. No, I'm joking. I'm taking a total piss here. Obviously, it is not. All right, look. You are correct. I'm kicking off with some shit. And my first note of shit is that Catherine Hahn specifically deserved better than this in this film. Like, there's some seriously, like, recognisable faces here, people that we really know, but just specifically, I really like Catherine Hahn, and I love her as Jed Barkley in Parks and Recreation, and I just feel like she was so underused in this film. So that's just something, that was just a personal saltiness of mine. It has taken a long time for the world to catch up to the awesomeness that is Catherine Hahn, right? Like, she was an Anchorman, yeah. she was in this, she was, like, these little bit roles that no one remembers, mm-hmm. and then now she's getting the recognition she deserves, because she's amazing. Yeah. She's fucking phenomenal. She is. Fucking hilarious, and she just, yeah, they could have used her so much more, and they did not. But I do have a good thing, so don't panic. It's not all bad. Wow. I'm going to acknowledge that there were some good one-liners that I am looking forward to dropping in a later question that regular listeners can probably work out which question that is. And my final shit thing is that I just, I really hated the ongoing like homophobic slurs. Like that just really was really jarring to me. 
society was so terrible for it in the early 2000s, but I just feel like 2008 was a little late for that and the, just the amount of homophobic slurs. I was just like, oh, great, they're saying that again. Oh, that's cool. You know, I just it just did not do anything for me and I didn't like it. So that is my other negative thing. So I am going to give this movie what? Out of what? Uh, testicles on a drum kit. Ew, I don't want to say that word. Okay. I'm going to give this movie <laughs> uh, 3,243 testicles on a drum kit. Wow, that is low. That is so low. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sad not to have Stacey on this episode because she would be on it destroying it with you as well. Every time I have tried to make her watch this, she has got fucking furious at me. She hates this movie. When I was yep. watch, when I was rewatching it for this on Thursday night, Friday night, and I watched it again today, she sniggered and then she got really upset. So like the line, the line was when they were hanging out in the treehouse, and he said, "You've got some great nudie mags," and he said, "Yeah, it's like masturbating in a time machine." Stacy sniggered, and then I turned around and looked at her, and she was just so upset that she'd laughed at this movie. Like she was so disappointed with herself that well, she didn't like, do it. Like. I I get that, and actually, this is um. I'll I'll talk about that and like my feelings about this movie in a later question. Um, about how I found it not funny, but yeah, I totally wish get where she's coming from. What about you? Yeah, I fully clearly understand. you do not agree. <laughs> no, of course not. This movie is for immature man children. That's all this movie is for, and I'm one of those. So of course I fucking enjoy this film. Of course I find it enjoyable. Is it a hyperbole sandwich? No. Is it one of the greatest comedies that's ever existed? No. Do I enjoy this? Yes. Have I watched this more times than I can count? Also, yes. Can you give your actual compliment sandwich? I can. I absolutely can. First good thing, uh, very quotable. You know, like, like even before we started recording, you said every time you brought this up to a male colleague, there's like at least three things that keep getting recycled. Room for activities. Um, I remember my first beer. Fell off my dinosaur. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. There's so much shit in this that is oh. easily... Yeah, exactly. You can yawn. <laughs> I love it. But yeah. I was really struggling to come up with a bad thing. There are some scenes that fall flat that feel a little bit unnecessary. And there's no, there's no substance here, right? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no plot or premise really that like that endears itself to being very critically acclaimed or well-beloved and i don't give a shit because that's my other good thing fuck it's fun you know what i mean at a time when there's so much bullshit going on and there's so many just like shitty films out there with that are just remakes reboots and retreads and that sort of shit to actually have like an original comedy that just does not take itself seriously at all fuck it's enjoyable man that helps oh i'm glad for you it's a score out of 10,000 testicles on drum kits. 7,900. Fuck it. I'm going hard. I'm going high. I don't give a shit. I really enjoy this film. I could not give a fuck. That doesn't surprise me. I figured as much. I, I wanted to be there with you, but I am not. That's okay. Now I'm going to have to make you eat dog shit, Liz. I'm going to have to make you lick dog shit. <laughs> or me and all my little school friends are just going to beat you up. What are you choosing? I'm pretty sure I know which of us would be the power, the person <laughs> holding all the power in such a situation. Don't think I'm going to be the one making dog shit. Mate. I think you should ask the next question, or I should, but one of us should definitely move this on before you start feeling bad about yourself. Exactly. No, let's move on. What is it, Liz? Okay, question two is, what was the biggest dick move in the movie? Okay, so one of your favourites, because he's in Park and Rec as well, Adam Scott, plays mm-hmm. quite possibly one of the biggest pieces of shit that ever existed in the 2000s film landscape. And there's a lot in here, but I think getting the entire choir replaced with your buddies so you could sing 
Dale's got a mangina is pretty bad. But then the dick move on top of that was the fact that more kids in the crowd started joining in. Some of the parents started joining in. And then his mum even admits, I even started joining in for a while. His singing Brendan's got a mangina. What the fuck? So bad. I Mine answer is also relating to Derek. Um, and that is Derek's treatment of his wife. Because, Christ, that is some abusive gaslighting bullshit. What, what was this line like? $1,200 a week I spend on lessons and this is what you're giving me? So flat. So flat. And the poor woman's just like, why am I doing this? Why am I Why am I in this life? Saying that, I did enjoy the scene up until then. That is like actually quite a quality scene, the, the whole family singing thing. It is it's quite, very good. Quite nuts, but good. We, we have talked about Catherine Hahn twice and now we're talking about her again. How did you feel about her getting her own revenge by saying to Dale that she wants to screw him up like a little ball and stick her inside her vagina? I was like, you deserve better, my friend. But this is what gaslighting bullshit does to a woman. <laughs> Has them hook up with John C. Riley. Okay, John C. Riley might be a nice chap, but Dale was not. So. Dale was a piece of shit. She not only hooks yeah. up with him, she just came full fucking frontal for him in the toilets that, like... Disturbing. It was fucking disturbing. I love Catherine Hahn. I don't think many other actresses could have pulled it off. But still, very fucking disturbing. Very fucking disturbing. And then she actually just like pees into the, like not in the stall, she pees into like the urinal. And I'm like, bro, there's a stall right there. Really? You know, you could just go in there. No, you're not. Okay. You could tell it was the release. She'd like, like, you know, she was like sort of beta beta mailing it. And then she just turned full alpha. Like there was no way to describe it. to be fair, it's a very good idea for you to pee after having sex because it'll help her avoid getting a UTI. So that's a really good life pro tip, everyone. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. Hey, there's a question right. later about like where you saw yourself in this movie, Liz. You might want to... That is not it. Okay. <laughs> What's question three, Sam? Question number three, what quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear immediately after you finish having sex? I have four. Oh, yeah, okay. This film is like 500 of them, but sure. What, what mm-hmm. are your four? Do you want me to give you all four? I'm going to give you my one and see... Uh, see yeah, do if, that. Do okay, that. How, how's this? Hey, you're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck. Not bad, and I do not have that. That's pretty good, and probably quite apt, I would say. I'm surprised you haven't heard that, frankly. I probably have, I, yeah. There, there. That's why the incident's been um, shut down in my house at night, you know. Well, Sam is quietly crying to himself. I'll give you my four. So there is, punch me in the fucking face. <laughs> um, what the fuck happened? Hmm. I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole, which, <laughs> frankly, I did actually find really funny when you heard that one. And finally, take your skank, hook a wife, and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> None of these are good situations for me. Those are fucking awesome, Liz. I try. Mm-hmm. Anyway, question number four. What was the most insane leap of logic in this film? Well, we're talking about it. The fact that they are having, a, you know, singing as a family and then they almost have like a full on fucking head on car crash. And then like the joke, obviously, is that they just go back to singing as if nothing's happened. But like, fuck, they would do that. Like, it's like the most preposterous oh, part wouldn't. of it. Kids would be traumatized at the very least. Exactly. Mine is that Seth Rogen would care if a guy farted in an interview. I no actually had that. that on my shortlist. He seemed like mm-hmm. he just did not give a fuck about anything, yet they he cares about a fart? Yeah, like Seth Rogen? Uh, no, I'm not buying that at all. When they did it, I was like, he's just going to be like, ah, bro, I was right, you're awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't buy it. What about Pan? Did you like Pan? 
Oh, yeah, that was so dumb. So, oh, so it's two M's. That's what we're getting wrong here. No, there's one M. What? Oh, there's a D on the end. No. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like those interviews. Actually, frankly, with the interviews, that any of those interviews would have gone longer than like one minute. Yeah, right. You'd be the like, fa- you're wasting my time. Get the fuck out. You've turned up in a tuxedo. Yeah. Get the fuck out. And like, why am I interviewing no. two of you guys at once? This, we just don't do that. This is bullshit. Just yeah. huge red flags. Absolutely. Question number five is the Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill. Dan is also the husband of Ashley, who was on recently with you to talk Barbie. So not only yeah. check out Netflix and Swill, but check out Rabbit Ears TV podcast as well. His question is, how would you incorporate Blink-182 song, All the Small Things? No, it isn't. <laughs> that would have actually been one you could have maybe fitted it into this movie, but you didn't, and too bad for you. No, nah, I'm just trying to troll you. Who was the true MVP of this film? Oh, it's got to be Brennan's therapist, because she was the only one that actually made any sense, or called it as it was. She was just chronically underused. She should have been in there from the beginning, like just saying it how it was the whole time, but with everyone just ignoring her, that would have actually made it quite funny. And yet you know, she still wants to like, hook up with him. It's just weird. That pissed me off, actually, that they turned it on the last on her last line. That pissed me off, because actually I just found it hilarious that she was just standing there the whole time going... Uh, you are not helping the situation. You are enabling him. Stop it. Yeah. Like, if she'd just done that the whole film, I would have found that f- hilarious. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that she got to the island and she just started having fantasies of him as a lumberjack. And nah. Was like, that was dumb. Even if he is the songbird of his generation, <laughs> I just don't think it would do that. The fucking Catalina wine mixer. Like, she's a fucking professional, man. Yeah. She's going to keep it professional. What's yours? Who's yours? Uh, Catherine Hahn, we just seem to be talking about one of the smallest roles in this, but I I think her Mm -hmm. sexual liaisons with uh, Dale gave Dale the confidence to not only knock out the idea of prestige worldwide, but like follow through on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he didn't really seem like a complete jackass, but yet he seemed to be the ideas man and come up with all the, you know, like ways forward and, you know, stick to it sort of thing. So. Yeah, Catherine Hart. Behind every great man is a great woman, Sam, is that what you're saying? An even greater woman, yes. Yeah, I knew it. I was like, I knew I'd fucked it up. It doesn't matter. It's not a, it's not a line I'm super uh, love anyway, but never mind. Fair enough. Um, cool. Question six is, what's the best life lesson in this movie? His dad at the end, Dale's dad at the end, tells an amazing story about how you guys should just be who you are. And he says that when he was young, he used to pretend to be a dinosaur he used to terrorize the neighborhood. He used to scare the neighbor's cats. And then his dad said, you got to fucking knock it off. You're 17 years old. You're not a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> and I was Rude. like, that's amazing. It's like, if there's one lesson to take away from this movie, it's to be your true self and fuck the world. Fuck who gives a shit. If they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. Be your fucking self. Yeah. And I am a dinosaur. I'm not a dinosaur. To, to a legal extent, Liz, if, you, if you're having fantasies about murdering people or um, child labor, I, I'm not encouraging you. To- Look, you say on one podcast that you're a fan of child labor and you can never live it down. This is some bullshit. My life lesson was a little bit more tactical in nature, very specific. I have now learned that you cannot make bunk beds by just stacking two single beds on top of each other and then like nailing in some supporting planks. I would have wondered if I could do that, but now I know it is not a good idea. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried to do that to, you know, make room for some activities? No. And now I won't because I know that it's not a good idea because I learned that from this movie. Good life lesson. 
I think the worst thing is that can happen though is that you're going to give a guy a little cut on his arm. That was that was touch and go. Okay. Yeah. There was so much blood. That is true. <laughs> Terrible. Liz is melting. Liz is melting. Question number seven. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this movie? Well, how ironic, due to your last uh, statement, because if I haven't made it clear already, I did not actually find this movie funny, which to me is really quite a – like it it really raised the debate in my head because the thing is, you know me. You know that I love Zoolander. I love Anchorman. Like I love dumb Will Ferrell movies, so I just assumed I would like this one. And yet it fell totally flat for me. And I was really debating why that was. I was trying to work it out. I've identified that it's that it's the man babies that don't give a shit about anyone. And they're just fully weaponizing their incompetence. They don't care about people. And it's just shitting on everyone. And I just find that grating, not funny. Like the other films, it's not the same way. Like they tend to at least care about other people or, you know, they're not doing things specifically to just fuck with others or whatever. And I think that's what really just didn't roll with me. But I don't know. That's my debate. But there you are. I had the exact same debate. Like I, I what I've written down is this why you just, found it funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But like uh, yeah. exactly that. Like is this just pure porn for the man child? Because that's what it is. Like it's just so, it's so like, like it's not real, obviously, and it's exaggerated. But like, there's still stuff in here that you and your friends, well, as males, typically do. And then you watch a movie like this, and you go, "I'm not as bad as that guy." But like, you know, if I wanted to be a really dick, a real dick and find that and it would be really funny, it would be living like these guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I could 100 percent. I've never done it, but I could 100 percent imagine me and Machu or me and a Spanky hanging out in a room with night vision goggles, you know, and be like, oh, they're not even, they're barely even noticeable, you know, and like thinking it's the fucking tits or having um, Chewbacca masks or something like that and being really excited by this. But those things are fine. I actually, you know, I quite like those bits. They're quite cute. But it's the bits where they, you know, like uh, smashing up the entire kitchen and they don't give a shit or clean up or whatever. You know, they're living in their house and screwing with their parents and not trying to get along with each other. Like, it's those parts of it. I'm like, why are you being such cunts? Yeah. Like, it's not funny. It's pathetic. It's the, the childlike whimsy is actually rather sweet, and I quite liked some of those bits. I also would like night vision goggles. <laughs> that'd be the tits, right? It'd be fucking cool. That'd be super fun. <laughs> like, I've always wondered what they'd be like. I, I think you're right. Like, there's certainly bits that, like, when you watch them as you get older, you start cringing a little bit. Like, the bit where he starts and – and I feel like most um, females have already hit that maturity level long before I catch up to it. But, like, the, the bit, for instance, at the start where he's talking to his dad and he's like – you know, like almost trying to encourage his dad not to let his now wife move in. And he's saying to him, you know, like, what if she's like, I've had the old bull, now I want the young calf. And then she grabs him by the wiener and her dad's just like, shut the fuck up. And it's like, it's just, it's so like offensive. But at the same time, you just have to fucking laugh at it because you're just like, ah, fuck, who cares? You know? Do you you though have to laugh at it? Okay, that's fine. You do you. I don't know. It's just so stupid that I can't help but laugh at it. So yeah, that was my debate. Is this just pure porn for the man-child? And would, and like conversely, like yourself and Stacey and many other people I've spoken to, there seems to be a resounding gender that keeps coming through as loving this film and it's very much your white male. But it's not 100% though. Like I absolutely have talked to a couple of dudes lately who have, you know, and said, oh, I'm going to be reviewing this film. And they're like, oh, I found them pretty dumb. And I'm like, okay, so it's not 100% delineated. Oh, no, 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 but I no, dare say, for sure. There's probably less women that like this film than there are men who don't, if that makes sense. Yeah, 
I would guess. I'm but just saying, know. like, out of everyone that likes it, I reckon there's 99% as guys in Arrested Development who, are, you know, sort of do similar shit like this. I reckon that's probably, probably. the fucking bracket that loves this film. Yeah. Anyway, character... You're all dickheads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of us. Anyway, question eight. What is it, Liz? All right, what character most deserves to be punched in the dick? It's Derek, and I feel like everybody is fucking going to agree with that, because Derek's such a dick. The only other one is the those little kids that make Dale and Brennan eat dog shit. You can't punch kids in the dick. Uh, another kid can punch missing, those kids in the dick, sure. I think what you're missing in both of these cases, actually, it is not all, it's not just the kid. It is the parent, the parent that enables this behavior, and therefore my mm. answer is not Derek. It is Nancy. Nancy, Nancy, absolutely, yes. And this is the thing, right? Like, I think she's made out to be a bit of a sympathetic person, but actually, if you watch this, she did not sort out Derek the minute he humili- humiliated his brother in front of the rest of the school. She fucking joined in. What kind of a mother does that? Yes. She didn't call out Derek on his constant offensive language, or Brennan's for that matter. Doesn't call him out for the way he treats his wife. She enables Brennan's poor behavior. She doesn't get him treatment for sleepwalking. And then she got judgy on Robert for him being justifiably angry about his boat getting destroyed. She's like, I think you need to be kinder. Fuck that. She is a totally shit mother and wife all around. She pissed me off the whole time. And the therapist <laughs> wow. calls that out at the end. She's like, you are just enabling. You are not helping. Interesting. I don't want to say any more mm-hmm. because you've actually got a very similar question <laughs> that sort of brings us up. So, Yeah, I could have answered that in a couple of places. That's where I'm going with it. Fair enough. Question number nine is also a Patreon question. Comes because of our mate Julio of the Contrarians. Contrarians are an awesome podcast which rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So takes a movie that is universally beloved and argues why it's garbage. His question, what's your most controversial opinion about this film? Okay, it is, wait for it, that Velociraptors should be everybody's favourite dinosaur. Because they are the coolest. But then a couple of people have asked, have said T-Rex, which is some bullshit because they have dumb arms. Yeah, I'm more of a Triceratops kind of man. (laughs) What the fuck is that? Get out, Triceratops. (laughs) What the fuck, Sam? They're the the business, You should be embarrassed, okay? What's what's that line you raised earlier? We're about being embarrassed, you geriatric (laughs) fuck. That applies here. Triceratops are awesome. They've got like three horns. They're really horny. Just like me. They're like awesome. Nah, that's dumb. That, that's even dumber than T-Rex. You're dumb. Oh, T-Rex is fucking I don't boring. Think that is Everyone likes fucking T-Rex. <laughs> I like Stegosaurus as well. I reckon he's the bomb. He's got spikes so on his lame. back. No. Velociraptors all the way. No duff. Yeah. Boring. Just saying. Okay, well, what's your most controversial opinion about this film? Uh, my most controversial opinion, I mean, you've already started talking about how much of a bitch she is. I don't reckon her parents should have got back together. We see them all happy days at the ending after the Catalina wine mixer. I, I'm, I'm pissed off at that. They should have been separated. Oh, really? Yeah. Then what would have been the wholesome ending for the movie? Oh, fuck the wholesome ending. They can just be, you know, <laughs> just be dicks. Like, they'd learn a lesson, they'd done really well. To bring everyone back together, but we don't need to see them back together, you know what I mean? Like He's going to be pissing off down to the, what is it, Cheesecake Factory? Cheesecake Factory or whatever, he's going to be heading off down there for another couple of drinks every Christmas. He's he's checked out of that relationship. Yeah, it was the lesson they learned, like, don't marry someone you met at a conference after a week, like, yeah, or however long it was. That, that was pretty bad. And yeah. Don't marry somebody that gets up on stage and then says, and you won't have to get lost between those exquisite breasts. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you can't keep it on your pants while you're up on stage at a conference delivering a presentation on like hearing aids, then you're a dodgy person. There's a question for you. If you were watching a guy give a presentation and he was quite hot, and then he lost it when he saw you in the crowd and started talking about boobs, would you then sleep with him later at that? Yeah, exactly, Uh -uh. right? No. There's There's an insane leap of logic. I want a man who could keep it together at least, you know, at least while he's on stage for a 10-minute presentation. Like, calm your tits. Well, calm my tits. Whatever calming of tits needs to happen for you to get your presentation complete. Anyway, it moves us over to question 10. What have we got, Liz? All right. What actor was just phoning this one in? You brought him up before. Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, I've got the same. Seth I was like, Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth, it's absolutely Seth Rogen. He's just yeah. like, he's just showing up for a day. Smoked a joint. What are my lines? Cool. Walked out there. Cool. Bye. See you guys. I don't think, I don't even think that he was cast to that role. I think he was just on set for some other reason, like just to hang out with his mates or something. And then the actor for that role called in sick and they were like, hey, why don't we just get Seth to do it? And he was like, yeah, all right. What yeah, exactly. Okay. That'll do. He, was probably, he just was himself. Like he just played Seth Rogen. He did. He was probably visiting the set. He probably didn't even learn the lines. Yeah. Who he was, like his eye line was probably a board with his lines written on it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Or they were like, just ask what you'd ask in a set like this. We'll just make it up. Yeah, like we'll just fix it if it's wrong. Hundred percent. All right. Okay. So we had the same answer for that one. Cool. Let's move us over to hundred percent. Question number eleven. What movie would totally hook up with this movie if it was given a chance? I have gone for Dumb and Dumber oh, because yes. stupidity definitely attracts. Cause I've seen Idiocracy. Okay, so I know that stupidity begets stupidity and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I went with another movie of a guy who's also in the midst of Arrested Development, but like also a comedy, but also slightly more wholesome. 40 year old virgin. 40 year old virgin. Ah, uh, yep. They share very similar DNA. Even Judd Apatow produced this and he produced, he directed 40 year old virgin. So I feel like there's a lot of similar like men that were in, you know, states of Arrested Development. Seth Rogen's in both of them. I actually found that movie funny. Really? Yeah. I mean, not all of it, but definitely more than this one. I found the bit where um, he's getting the wax really funny. And like, especially knowing that that scene is just filmed as is one take. The other guys in the room didn't know it was happening. And Steve Carell's like reactions to theirs and theirs are all legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Apparently he had lines written on the ceiling, like swear words and stuff. So he was picking from, but like some of it was all made up himself, obviously. But But then the others were all just reacting as they normally would, which I just think is, that's gold. We we should totally do that movie at some point. It's a a shame that we've now become a Wolf Feral podcast and that's all we ever do. Um, (laughs) We can throw in some arty shit in the middle somewhere just to pretend like we are not complete terrible people we do need to break away from will ferrell this is the third fourth episode in a row that's on a will ferrell movie two barbies in the a zoolander oh my god i'd forgotten this. he was in barbie yes he like a bit part in oppenheimer did he Fucking... <laughs> imagine he that, him in oppenheimer <laughs> like i can't even like as nils bohr or something <laughs> he was killian murphy's fucking pube wig i don't know oh hilarious all right curly headed moving fuck. on <laughs> Uh, yeah, moving on. What is it, Liz? What part of this movie most reminded you of your own life? The, the only, I mean, okay, aside from the like shit that we've talked about, about being a man-child or whatever, the only other one that I could really think of is that when they're getting married or after they getting married or just, you know when he's moving into the house, he says, I'm not going to call him dad. And she says, that's fine. And he goes, even if there's a fire. 
And the one from like that sort of Which reminded I didn't me- get, by the way. Why would that be relevant in that scenario? Oh, it's just absurdist humor. That's what it's, it's going for. But it's sort of like for me, like my mum got remarried when I was 32 or 31. And I was like, I'm not going to call him dad. And I don't. And it's, it's that's about the closest I can come. Everything else in this movie, fucking stupid. Haven't done anything like that. But that's about about the only one. Oh, no way. I did. Well, I met Randy Jackson once at an airport. I got him to sign my katana. That was fucking crazy. I don't believe you. I've never seen you have a katana at your house. Like, you wouldn't have that on, like, full display. Yeah, well, i got to tell you, Sam, I absolutely have previously, and I will absolutely again, sprinkle grated cheese over corn chips, stick it in the microwave, <laughs> and eat it for dinner, okay? And I am not going to apologize for that because it is delicious. I was taking the piss out of it at the start of the um, podcast, but I, 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 I actually had that like as a staple for university meals. Yeah. It's delicious. I ate it like three weeks ago. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not apologizing. That is a top quality meal. I'll have you know. I'm sure my partner is just like shaking his head at that and just been like, <laughs> I feed her better food than that. What is she doing? And I'm like, I just want my nachos with my cheese. Fair enough. Uh, next question is the final one that can be applied to any film. It's a new question that we've introduced. Which character is most likely to win a Darwin Award? And for those not familiar with Darwin Awards, it's given to people who die in incredibly st- stupid or idiotic fashion. Yeah, like uh, evolution. Um, the theory of evolution that, you know, you evolute yourself out of existence because you... Uh, evolute yourself. Um, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a word I made up and I like it. Um, it's like I, evoluting I in a time machine. It. I felt like, you know, really, you feel like it could be either Brennan or Dale, but I'm going with Brennan because he's the one who actually gets more physical injuries. And he literally chose the bottom bunk of a homemade bunk bed. So your boy's not looking like he's making it to old age. Yeah, I mean, both of them are like easy options. The only other one I'm thinking of is Derek because he's just so self-absorbed, you know, like the almost dying on the highway and then like getting punched out of a tree. That being said, yeah, I mean, Dale and Dale's the only one that knows how to sail that boat, right? And he's like, doesn't realize that he might want to shift the steering wheel. Instead, he just drives straight into the side of a fucking harbor. Like, <laughs> yep. I mean, these, oh. these are not smart men. Frankly, it's an amazing if all of them survived even the filming of this movie. Well, I mean, obviously, it's not a film. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Catalina wine mixer is going to be like seven people short the next time it comes around, I think. Speaking of the Catalina wine mixer, that takes me through to my first question, which is, if the Catalina wine mixer was the biggest helicopter leasing event since 1997, what event happened in 1997 that was bigger than the Catalina wine mixer? Uh, The Catalina craft beer fest, (laughs) where a whole bunch of douche nozzles got together and rented out luxury yachts. Was craft beer a thing in 1997? I mean, it's always been a thing, but it hasn't been a thing thing, no. But I, I just no. beer fest. There you go. Like, a beer fest has been popular forever. Like, more than wine mixes have been popular. Fair. I think it, I was thinking it might have been like a helicopter leasing, like, expo, maybe. Hmm. But it's hard to say. All right, question two. Are Brennan and Dale a result of nature or nurture? Yeah, I'm going to go with both. I think the nurturing side of it, obviously the dad and the mum, like they sort of mention, like, why did why did you never tell this one to get lost? You know, but, like, you think about it. You think about where you were 22 years ago and whether you could still be living at home across that passage of time. Like, think about everything that's happened to you 
between now and when you're 18 if you could have ridden that or that whole time out for 22 years and stayed at home? No, I would have gone mental. Yeah, no shit. Everyone would have gone fucking mental, right? Except for these jackasses. Like, to have just achieved nothing in 22 years. 22 years? No. Like, I've lived in multiple countries and worked multiple jobs and, I don't know, I've just done a fuck ton of stuff. Like, there's part of me that thinks, like, that maybe, I mean, obviously they have something wrong with them, but like even, like, do you reckon Dale was a virgin? Yes. Like, 100% was. Like, when um, Catherine Hart no comes up at him and he's like, yeah. what is going on? Oh, it feels so wet or something like that. And it's like, what yeah. the fuck? Well, would you have slept with him? I wouldn't have. No, I don't think anybody would have, no. And I don't think he was ever actually very sexual, right? Like, you never, he didn't do it. Like he just seemed to be quite happy with his life and what was going on there. There wasn't any bits where he was really, like, he talked a lot of shit about his stepmother, but even that didn't sound very legit or like he knew what he was talking about. And yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's funny because, like, we see Will Ferrell try and jack off at the start. Like, his mum leaves and then he's, like, watching the lady who's doing fitness and he pulls his pants down. And, like, you know, when he's singing Boats and Hose, he's like, every time I come, I come a court, which is obviously, like, a, a fuck ton of fluid and shit like that. Like, there's all that sort of stuff. But, like, the only time they really talk about anything sexual is when they say, favorite magazine, to, uh, favorite non-pornographic magazine to jerk off to. But then right, then he has all those pornos as well. So, I don't know. Yeah, like, I like Yeah. That dude doesn't leave true, the house, right? about the porning stuff, yeah. But no girls having sex with him. No, nah, no girls having sex with him. That dude doesn't leave in the house. He has no extramural activities. Like he's a shut-in. He's effectively a shut-in. Like at least Brendan actually had a job at PetSmart before the movie, or you know. Yeah, hundred percent. God, PetSmart retail. <laughs> okay, and my final question is: Why has no one ever done anything about their sleepwalking? Well, you don't do like anything. Something you'd want to try and sort out, you know. As a father of someone who had a, I mean, my daughter had a night terror recently. And we did the exact wrong thing, which is we woke her up, we took her downstairs, we put her in a shower, and she lost her mind. But I mean, like, surely therapy or at least tying them to their bed at night. If someone was coming <laughs> into the kitchen and, like, smashing it up on, like, a semi-regular basis, I feel like you'd want to address that somehow. Putting pillows in the oven. I like my pillows. I don't want them in the oven. I don't clean my oven enough to have my nice clean pillows in there. Would you break up with a guy if you woke up and you found out that he'd been roasting your pillows? He'd been roasting my pillows? Yeah, and I don't mean, I mean metaphorically. I mean, like, he'd figuratively taken the pillows off your couch and was roasting them in the oven. Yeah, I don't know if I'd break up with him, but I would want to help him seek professional help. Because what if the, he also then thought he'd turn the oven on and he could burn the whole fucking place down? It just seemed really dangerous. That's what it looked like me. Like, you wake they up. They were just so chill about it. They were like, oh, yeah, by the way, my son actually sleepwalks. Yeah, Soz, could have mentioned that. Well, Nancy was chill about it. it. Robert was fucking like, what the fuck do we do? And then he actually tried to stop them, remember, and got the shit kicked out of him. Oh, but the first time it happened, he was just, they were like, oh, did we get a raccoon in the house or something? And then she went, oh, no, look, it's the person, the thing, so therefore it's Brennan. And he's like, oh, nah, it's also Dale, because look in the oven. Like, And they were just both yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that happens. Soz. I'm sure that these crazy. people have, no, I don't know, it's the nature nurture debate, sure. They obviously both work in highly, I mean, Robert's a doctor, but she obviously works in some sort of field, like, I don't know if it's like medical supplies or whatever, but like, they're clearly busy people that just have probably tried with their sons and just given up, you know? I, I understand, and I get that. As a dad, it's so easy just to be like, you know, 
Give them shit food. Who cares? You know, it's like you can't be fucked so with the Fern argument. So Fern is just going to still be living there, and when she's forty, she's still just going to be living in your house. Probably. I, I, I don't. Nah, she'll be out. But I'd, I'd hands down think Zach's going to be fucking living in my house and <laughs> give him a chance, man. He's like two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's not even he two. He's only one. Valid person. Oh my god. He's, well, he may turn out to be a valid human being yet. He's half Stacy. He's spent hundred so percent of his life leeching off Stacy. So I reckon that's going to continue for the next forty years. <laughs> I like to stay optimistic. Um. All right. Your turn. Your questions. Hit me. <laughs> Poor little guy. Question number one from me. How would you convince people not to buy your house? So obviously in this film we see them dressed up as Nazis and KKK and pretend one of them <laughs> That was quite funny. All that yeah. sort of shit. Hey, talking about dick move as well, um, Adam Scott, like, pretending to talk African-American with that couple when the guy was even calling him oh, out saying, so you don't have tacky. to say stuff like that, and, he's, and then he keeps yeah. doing it. But He's any- like, it's real fresh. Whatever, yeah, you're like, yeah. no, friend, no. Yep, so shit. But you, what would you do? You didn't want to sell your house? You're... How are you going to stop people? Okay, so I'm inspired actually by one of Kahu's answers in our Zoolander episode last week. I'm going with fish odor. I'm going to put fish in the vents or maybe like rotten eggs or, you know, just something that smells really bad. And you'd leave it for a couple of days and then in like the open houses, whatever, you'd be like, yeah, that odor's apparently always been there. I mean, I lost my sense of smell in a freak gasoline fight accident, so it doesn't actually bother me, but anyone that's come over in like the last 20 years has been complaining about it, so oh, what are you going to do? That's what I'm doing. You're fully going to get somebody who has COVID come to the open home that doesn't have a sense of smell and be like, oh, this place is lovely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lame. Okay, well, so I fail. What are you going to do? I tried my best. Uh, good effort. I don't happen to have a KKK costume that I could just throw on as a backup, unfortunately. Nazi outfit? Oh, yeah, I do have one of those, clearly, <laughs> that I like to wear when I go to my ed- my pro-child labor rallies. Fair enough. The, yeah. I, I found it bizarre that they were able to get their hands on such authentic-looking, you know, like, materials. Like, neither of them yeah. have, I mean, well, yeah, Brennan has works at PetSmart, but Dale's complaining about $20 not being enough to buy pizza and wings. It's like, how are they going to afford those suits and it's i don't know maybe oh fuck i don't know america i'm pretty sure that you can't just rock up to a shop in america and be like hello one nazi uniform please yeah but i feel like brendan would have i mean no sorry i feel like dale would have friends who had friends that were probable nazis you feel like dale has friends well when i say friends i more mean like well wishes and that they don't wish him any specific harm or dudes on the internet yeah that you know, like I just yeah. feel, yeah, he would have gaming buddies or something that would be, he'd be like, oh, I need to get a hold of a Nazi outfit. And they'd be like, oh my God, I have three. Let me send you one. What size are you? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, my next question, they've long discussed a sequel to this. Um, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell and John C. Riley have all sort of ruled it out. They all feel like this was like a snapshot of its time and anything that comes after this will be terrible. They... No, Wilfred said this was the only movie he would make a sequel to. Really? But it, yeah, he said they wanted to do something about like a rest home. Um, yes, Brennan and Dale moving into a rest home, and that, I don't think they, as you say, they have ruled it out. But it, he said that's the only one that he's thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I saw that same conversation where John Riley was like, "That was the only way that we thought that we could make it work, where our parents have moved into a rest home and we move in there and just terrorize people." But he seemed to think it would be a stupid idea. Um, Adam McKay, yes. who's now split his business relationship with Will Ferrell has also sort of said, I don't think it'd be a good idea, but I want to know from you, how could they make a, like an all-female um, reboot or remake of this work? So how, how would it work? How would they make a female version of this work? Well, 
I think it does have to be Tina Fey and Amy Poehler for casting. Now, before you stop me, I know that there has been a movie with those two in a sort of similar vein, um, Sisters. But I think you just need to adapt it slightly and make it... I think you could make it them like insisting on staying at home until they find husbands to knock them up and take care of them. I think that would be the counterbalance to the stupid man-child. It would be the lazy, I don't want to work, I want to just be a lady of leisure with a rich husband kind of vibe. And then at the end they find successful jobs somehow. Like I think that's how you flip it. I still think it would probably be shit though, but then – I think this movie is shit, so I, I don't think this movie works. <laughs> so I don't I don't know really what you're asking me. It'd be terrible. You know it would be Amy Schumer and Rebel Wilson. That is who they would get. They gotta get have to oh. get two comedic actor, actresses that are like bang on forty. Although to to play something like that. Like you couldn't I mean I'd love to see Natalie Portman and Brie Kate Larson. Kate McKinnon. But, yeah, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wigg. That could be good. Ah, uh, see so even Kristen Wigg is sort of maybe slightly too old. Kate, well, she probably is, but she could look okay for it. Like, you could fake it. Kate McKinnon and Nellie Portman. I want to see that one. Here we go. Yeah. Not that Portman right. is really a comedic actress. She looks like me. Moving on. Uh, final question is going to be um, Prestige Worldwide. What would you hire them to do? I want them to go back to their roots and make more space in my house for activities. Because I need more space. My house isn't that big. You happy? Yeah. I brought up the activities. I, I'm annoyed at you because I thought your answer was going to be crash test dummies. I was convinced <laughs> that you. Oh, oh, like what? That they would act as crash test dummies. Yeah, that would be they crash would test dummies. Them. Yeah, I was like, they're, they're going to be. They're not going to be suitable for anything. The only thing they could really do is sit in the car and crash it. That's about all they could do. But they can make more room for activities, Sam. They could. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I actually asked a couple of my friends what I should answer that. They were like, make more room for activities. I'm like, I fucking hate you both, but okay, that's what I'll say. <laughs> Frankly, actually, do you know what I'd really like to do, which I think not everyone will care because they wouldn't have seen it, but going back to Parks and Recreation, which you mentioned before, I would like to see Prestige Worldwide do a collaboration with Entertainment 720, which is Tom Haverford and John Ralphio's like, entertainment company, and see what they came up with because I feel like that would be dope as shit. But... I don't quite know. I can't even imagine that. Like, It'd be crashing a spaceship, good. wouldn't it? It wouldn't be crashing a boat. It'd be crashing a spaceship or a jumbo jet or something. A jumbo jet, definitely. Yeah. And John Ralphio would then use it to like sue Elon Musk and take all his money. Oh, maybe they should. That's what I'm going to get them to do. Was it awkward for you as a massive Parkinson Rec fan to see Adam Scott in such a horrible, horrible light? Nah, because he's also in The Good Place as a bad guy. So yes, I've is, seen yeah. him in that. And actually, Veronica Mars, it turns out he's not a good guy either when he plays an episode in that. So, nah, he does a couple of those things, so it's fine. He's but great at playing a giant piece of shit. I'm going to say it. Yeah. He is amazing. He is, but he's also lovely as playing a lovely dude in Pax and Rec who's lovely. I reckon he's faking it. I reckon he's actually a giant piece of shit. Ice Town Clown. <laughs> Anywho, uh, final question, Patreon question, comes courtesy of our mate Nick Haskins of Nikolai's Kitchen. Nikolai's Kitchen's awesome cooking podcast, but it's more than that. Just also a slice of life and a whole bunch of other stuff. Go check him out. He'll be on an upcoming episode with Luz and Billy from We Watch The Thing pretty soon. His question, what type of meal is this movie? I'm going to say it's a spaghetti bolognese frozen ready meal. Like, it's nothing fancy. It's a meal you typically enjoy. However, for some reason, this kind of sucks. Even though it's theoretically the same ingredients and everything, just doesn't do it for you. Yeah, this for me is like um, 
is like Burger King at like 2 a.m. after a few nights. Few hours on the beers, and you're sitting there, and you know it's going to be delicious, and you know you're going to enjoy it. But my God, you're, you're getting no sustenance out of it. You're getting no real enjoyment out of it. When you wake up the next day and you're covered in fucking burger wrappers, and your kids pulling at your leg, asking you to go play down the park, and all you can feel is seventeen thousand sledgehammers inside your skull trying to break their way out. Yeah, I mean it's it's not going to be it's not going to be rewarding. <laughs> is it going to be like what you throw up on the main street? When you have to get out of the car and go throw up in a garden. I've never done that. that. I've never done that. I don't know anyone that's ever done that. Someone in this podcast has. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunate. Top quality vomiting. (laughs) It's not fun. That's it, right? That is it. I can stop talking about this movie. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for making it to the end and listening to me talk about one of my guilty pleasures and listening to Liz talk about one of her non-guilty disgusts <laughs> it's been fun hey upcoming episodes from us we're open options so why don't you guys throw out some ideas um yeah man something that isn't got will ferrell in it just for change no it's got to be a will ferrell movie crazy idea next yeah. week we are going to be doing stranger than fiction the week after that we are going to be doing <laughs> Anchorman Blades 2. Of Glory. have we done that blaze of glory talladega nights i fucking yeah, enjoy bobby i love a bit of ricky bobby actually you do See how yeah, you, I think this I is insane. How can you like that? With he's even worse. Him and John C. Riley even worse than the people in this movie. Oh well, now I feel like I have to watch it and see. I don't remember, but I thought I liked Ricky Bobby. Oh well, nah, he's a dick. He's a real okay. dick. There Maybe I'll watch it again and see. We'll see how we go. Teledega Nights. That's going to be one of our upcoming episodes. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on X or Twitter or whatever Elon's renamed it to this week, Muscabate or something like that. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> you can find us there at Movie Reviews In, or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com, which might be the easiest way to get a hold of us, given that social media is turning to shit. Um, alternatively, we do have Facebook and Instagram at Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. And I want to take this time to thank everybody for listening. You guys are awesome, but also a massive thanks to our Patreons. You guys are the business. Anyway, yeah, that's things for me. I think you should take your skag hook away and get the fuck out of here. I'm joking. <laughs> Stacey's a peach. Pow, pow! 